Hey guys, Lance Zerline here. We're Houston. We're the city of champions. How about I give you another champion? If you've suffered an injury in an accident and would like a free case review, call the super team at Daspit Law Firm. They're champions. Free consultations are available 24-7. Dial 713-CALL-NOW. That's 713-CALL-NOW and DaspitLaw.com. Should he pump the brakes? Your nipples won't be showing. Your nipples won't be showing. The Italian hand gesture from the Veritex Community Bank Studios. It's John and Lance. Back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. When last we uh, when last we met, we were talking about Tom Brady, and Tom Brady uh, was on with Stephen A. And uh, is this his podcast or was this on their show? I don't know if it's where it airs. Actually, to be honest with you, I don't know if it's a YouTube thing or whatever. But it's a Stephen A. Smith show. Yeah. Okay. So Stephen A. is talking to Tom Brady via Zoom. He's outside. Um, Tom Brady is, and let me see if see if you agree with what Tom Brady has to say. I, I think there's a lot of mediocrity in today's NFL. Yeah. I don't see the excellence that I saw in the past. Why not? And ho- why not? I think the coaching isn't as as good as it was. I don't think the development of young players is as good as it was. The rules have allowed a lot of bad habits to get into the actual performance of the game. Mm-hmm. So I just think the product, in my opinion is less than what it's been, I think. I look at a lot of players like Ray Lewis and Rodney Harrison and Ronnie Lott and guys that impacted the game in, in a certain way, and every hit they would have made would have been a penalty. Mm. You hear coaches complaining about their own player being tackled and not necessarily, why don't they talk to their player about how to protect himself? We used to work on the fundamentals of those things all the time. Now they're trying to be regulated all the time. Offensive players need to protect themselves. It's not up to a defensive player to protect offensive player. A defensive player needs to protect himself. I didn't throw the ball to certain areas because I was afraid players were going to get knocked out. Mm-hmm. That's the reality. Wow. I didn't throw it to the middle when I played Ray Lewis because you knock him out of the game, and I couldn't afford to lose a good player. Brady, <laughs> I love the way Brady. I'm not worried about him as you know his mental health or anything, but I can't afford to lose a good player. I love that. That's 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 a selfish superstar. Um, well, not really. He wouldn't make that throw because he knew that Ray was going to put those things on. But, and he wasn't interested in having his players. But he wasn't interested but he wasn't in, in protecting Wes yeah. Welker's health. Yes, He's he like, just, hey, I just need you to keep making plays, yeah. so i got to keep you out of I that. I need you to make me look good, so I don't need you on the sideline. I'm sorry. You think those championships, you think all the Super Bowls don't come with a little pragmatism? Oh, no. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you agree or disagree with him? About the first part? There's two parts. That is mediocre football. Uh, I I don't really feel like I have an opinion here. I have to. Tom played twenty plus years at a high level and has seen it all. Like if Tom says it, it's probably true. Yeah, he studied it more. He was with the Patriots. Like if Tom says it, it made me start thinking when I was listening to it. I'm starting to think, and you know, the tackling's not as good. No, <clears throat> um, you don't but have you as don't much. get as much now. In in fairness, the coaches don't get as much time with him. That's the problem. The development, one of the problems is the Players Association. It's tough because it's a physical sport and all that, but the Players Association has gotten away. I know my dad told me with offensive line development, one of the big problems in the league is offensive line play is so shaky. There's no depth. So when you have starters go down, it's extremely hard for teams to fit in uh, or to find somebody to fit in. And that's why what the Texans did was, was truly an outlier. Like that never happens. Whether you're able to, to not give up a sack for two games with an offensive line that is missing a bunch of starters. But uh, I think that's I think the big concern is you don't have as much time to develop these guys. More and more players come out early now, so they're not as developed in college. They don't teach development as well in college anymore. Mm. More players come out early, so they're not developed, just like in the NBA, like we saw. The same thing that happened with the NBA when young guys were coming out where you know, we've seen a lack of, of – uh, they're more offensive-skilled but the fundamentals are 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 missing in, in many cases. That's starting to happen in football too, because you don't have as much time to develop for coaches. And I don't know, maybe some of the coaches aren't as good anymore. But I think a lot of them don't get. My dad used to tell me, 
I can't. I'm getting these offensive linemen who have just been told, just stay in front of the guy. Just stay in front of the guy. We're going to play up-tempo. You just stay in front of the guy and pass protection. And now it's my job now. i got to teach him balance. i got to teach him outside hand versus inside hand. Like, there's a lot of work to do, but I have limited time that I can work with mm-hmm. these players. So now what's become even more important, and Kyle Shanahan talked about this the other day, is these off-season coaches, you know, guys like Duke Mannyweather that does a really good job with offensive linemen. But you have other guys who now you're worried from a coaching standpoint that they're coaching something that you don't teach. Yeah. And so now when they come in, like my dad had to rechange some of the LaCharles Bentley stuff because, and so what's happening is coaches now have to go have a good relationship with these quote unquote gurus because you need to buddy up with them so that they will teach what you'd like for them to teach. And, uh, there's a lot of stuff going on in the background that I think player development is never going to be the same at certain positions. No, no be, well, first of all, fundamentals either because you, you're not hitting in practice anymore. Right. You're not. You're not. You, the only time you're actually playing full out and and hitting each other is during the game. You don't play as much in preseason anymore. Nope. There's there's fewer games now. Uh, less time now. As far as but but how much do you learn during OTAs and? You know, well, that's install stuff. And, yeah, that's that's mental. That's that's, that's all mental guys stuff. Ready. As far as the phys- phys- physicality of the game, you've lost that. I mean, well, I, don't you play physical? Ask Kareem Jackson. Don't you wish you could be t- to helping Jalen Petrie f- form tackling better right now? I mean, during the season, but you can't. You can't. Well, I don't think you can during the season at all, anyway. But it's that time before the season that's imperative. That's where all the work – did you see Kyle Shanahan's comments the other day when a guy asked him about – I think you probably did, right? If you didn't, can you find him, Dell? where he's asked about – Kyle Shanahan was asked about making – about quarterbacks and making adjustments and, and going through his, his, uh, no, his I technique. Didn't I didn't see it, no. Oh, man, it is a great answer from Kyle Shanahan where Shanahan just says – and the guy said, no, but I mean like footwork and stuff. He goes, no, I, I know what you're saying. I don't think you understand. He said – Coaches, we are working on game plan and installing game plan and getting them ready for the defenses they face. Basically, what he said is there is no coaching in the season. Mm-hmm. We're not working on technique. We're not working on the uh, the footwork and all that stuff. Now, offensive linemen do. I know that. My dad can stop a practice and get a correction made. But he said for quarterbacks, he said that all happens in the offseason. Once we get to the season, we're not doing all that. The te- we're trying to get you ready to play the other team. So your meetings are about, you know, your installs for, for two-minute drill, for blitz, you know, what you're doing with blitz, what to expect from defensive tendencies. His whole thing was we're not coaching in season, the fundamentals and the technique. That's not going on right now. Just tell me if you find it, Dell, because it's it's pretty interesting uh, because it was, it was very enlightening that, wow, there's not a lot of in season, at least for quarterbacks, if you have an issue with your fundamentals, with your footwork or whatever, it's probably going to stay an issue because uh-huh. they're not working enough to change the muscle memory. Yeah, well, I mean, quarterbacks can still do a lot of work on their own with their footwork and whatnot. I mean, right. they can, but if, when the bullets fly, no, they're not doing it at full mm-hmm. speed. Like, they're not, they're not taking reps because once you're in practice, all you're doing is taking reps, getting ready for what you're going to see defensively. <laughs> Tom Brady played against a bunch of plumbers. No, he did not. And Ray Lewis was not a plumber. Well, yeah. Tell Ray Lewis. Tell Ed Reed he was a plumber. Ray, Ray, uh, now, Ronnie Lott, even. And I ain't no plumber. I'm Ed Reed. Did Tom, was Tom Brady that old? Did he play against Ronnie no, Lott? No, but he mentioned him. He yeah, mentioned I was Ronnie trying to Lott. figure out. He's not that old, is he? No. No, no Ronnie played in the 80s. He watched and Ronnie the mid, play. Late, mid-90s, right? Maybe, yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's where it is. Uh, Ronnie did, Lott the one that just had his finger, like just lost his finger in the game and, he, and kept and playing? Just, yeah. just oh, half his oh, finger well, came off. It's like... And let's just keep it rolling. We saw that for a Jets DB, like the bone was sticking through the glove. I don't think he did not come back. Oh yeah, see, uh, just the other it's day, mediocre yeah. football now. And he was diving you don't even after play with a half a finger anymore. Yeah, he was that driving to make a play, um, and then we saw the bone coming through the glove. And he is that what it was? Yeah, he didn't come back. Didn't they start the low hit on uh, the quarterback rule because of Brady? Maybe he should have learned to protect himself better. Mm. Oh, Giants! Bang. You mean the shot? Take that, Brady! You mean the guy who you mean the Brian the, Cushing play? No, the, no. the, the Bernard the, Pollard. Oh, Bernard Pollard, Pollard. Yeah. Oh, you mean the guy who, who always... did Bernard get? I mean, who did Cushing got? I don't know. Cushing got a Jets no, quarterback. Cushing I think. got got by a guard by uh, from the Jets. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah Cushing. 
got got snookered by a guard, yeah. and it was Bernard Pollard who had the knee. Tom uh, Brady, the one who always was politicking for personal foul penalties, roughing the passer penalties. Yeah, that guy. That guy. Yeah, that but guy? Tom's been an outspoken. I know that's what's ironic because he's been an outspoken opponent about some of these rules. It's this isn't new. He's not a big fan of taking some of this stuff out of the game, which other quarterbacks are like. Shut the fucking bro. I said. I said this. He wow. murmured, bro. But I said, it was huh, close. Huh? It was close. But he I said, huh, huh? that wasn't yikes. The kids are on their way to school. What kids? Uh, they are. Uh, no, they're not. They're out. What? Do you, all kids are out this week. Yeah. We used to go till Wednesday. No. This is mediocre school. It's now. a blessing. It Thanks, really John is. Brady. It is. It really this is. This is John Brady. Wait a School's minute. mediocre. The kids, there's you're not as pro- much development you're for the, kids. Oh, you're a product of good schooling? Yeah. Yeah. See what happens? That's tell, tell the kids. The kids who are headed to school right now, tell them what used to happen on your birthday. Oh, my God. We used to get wailed on. Wailed on. Hard rubber. The teacher would dance around the room. <laughs> tell the song. Tell everything. A Beating birthday. you for your I birthday. for who... I know it's for someone right here in this room. So creepy. I look all around me and wonder who's he. Oh, Johnny, it must be ye. Happy birthday, Johnny. And you'd have to hold your hand out. And he would have Was this this, a priest? A priest. Was it Catholic school? Yeah. Well, he was a brother. Yeah. And it was hard leather. And you'd have to hold your hand out. And your hand was shaking after the first one. And he'd give you however old you were. Oh, <laughs> what kind of birthday is this? <laughs> That's your birthday. And what would kids tell him? Tell him what kids oh, would do? The whole class would go, as soon as he goes, I know it's... And everybody goes, ah! <laughs> as long as it's not your birthday. Yeah, as long as it's not your birthday. When it's yours, you're like... Oh. God, kids in summer oh. are just the most blessed Yeah, the, kids. the easiest. That's the best. A14 oh. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Time to talk about Artisan Grange. Time to talk about you taking care of yourself. See, Tom Brady was talking about taking care of yourself, right? You take care of yourself. How about the danger you're putting yourself in with the tobacco and the nicotine? We're putting the same in the same spot every day. Yeah, let me put some nicotine and tobacco between my cheek and gum every day in the same place. Great, great call. Good call by you. No, it's an awful call. You know what? You need Artisan Grange. You need hemp in a pouch made of hemp with CBD oil. It's just hemp. But it's got the flavor that you're looking for. So you're going to keep the flavor. You're going to keep the sensation. But you're not going to get the dangers of the nicotine and tobacco. So here, if you're looking for a great way to wean yourself from that into that, or you're thinking about, hey, I'd like to start dipping. Don't start dipping with tobacco. Do it safely with 975dip.com. Or you can find them in CBD American Shaman stores. 975dip.com. ESPN 975.com. You're back in the Veridex Community Bank Studios with John Granado and Lance Zerline. Instruction from either you or what he's heard from other people to make sure it's all kind of straight in his head. I don't know anybody of coaches who's got other coaches from outside the building. A throwing coach in Jacksonville. He's got a guy who he grew up with. Yeah, those are like strength and conditioning coaches, but in terms of throwing, they just work on the mechanics of throwing. But that's, I, that's. As our, I mean, they're quarterback coaches. I mean, Dan Minucci's a guy who trains quarterbacks. Oh, I understand. I don't think you understand. Um, coaches in this building, we don't sit in like you don't talk mechanics all week. You prepare them for a game plan. That's what you do in the season. Um, you get them ready for the offense that we're running, the defense that we're going on. Um, when you work to improve your footwork and arm strength, just like a wide out in the off season, they go to improve how they drop their hips, how they do quickness off the line. <coughs> they do cone drills, stuff like that. Um, but when you're here and you get it by position coaches, it's not. It's it's about football and preparing for the game. So you don't. That doesn't happen during the year. Mm. Kind of interesting, huh? Well, you can do it on your own, though. I mean, yeah. I mean, How much time do you have on your own, though? And can you simulate an NFL game? Well, well no, depends no, I'm on about the footwork stuff. You know, you can do. You can't as a wide receiver. You, you can't simulate technique as an offensive lineman because when the bullets fly, you get to muscle memory, and it takes a while. Just like in golf, like you know, you got to be out on the driving range. Changing a swing. If you got something that you have to change with your swing, you have to alter muscle memory. Don't compare anything to golf. It's the hardest thing in the world. So this is a lot 
easier. Yeah, no, playing quarterback fair. is a lot easier than trying to play uh, a that's great fair. round of golf. Hey, can I tell you how about this? Since you said golf, guess what? So somebody sent me uh, an Instagram message that showed Rhett Miller. You know, from the old ninety sevens. Yeah, your, my, your wife's my wife, flame. my wife's crush. Yeah, and. He goes, hey, look at this. You should go break the chains with Rhett Miller. He had his first ace. I think his first ace uh, where he had a hole-in-one in, in disc golf. And he had a picture of him with his discs sitting hmm. next to the hmm. to the basket. And who do I look at? And down below it, liked by Nicole Zerline or whatever her Instagram name is. <laughs> she had already liked that thing. And I remember she had already told me one time, Rhett plays disc golf too. I'm like, yeah, because it's fun it's great she goes maybe y'all can go play sometime no i know why i'm not gonna play if he wants to come down here and play tc jester or agnes moffitt that's fine i'm not going to dallas to play disc golf with Rhett. and if i do you don't get to go did she want a trip where you guys went and you got to play disc golf with Rhett and she watched what i don't know why am i the one that always gets it about joey Votto? i just had a dream nicole is out there i had a dream about Wendy trying last to night. get oh. her husband She's trying to get her husband and well, Rhett together. I think you get it because your dream is ridiculous. It's ridiculous that you got upset with your wife when you it was your dream. His thing is real and it's, it's a little comfortable. No, little, this is real. And uncomfortable. That's why yeah. we don't get, get on him about it. Yeah. yeah. If you had her number, She's I'd trying to get to... the two of you together. You should play disc golf with him. No. Oh, John, don't do that. I didn't do nothing. I'm trying to get the two of you together. Yeah. She's trying to get them together to play some disc golf. Maybe build a friendship. I don't know. This is getting creepy now. And she's liking. I mean, You've got to take that away from her. Okay? Take what away? Her phone? Or Instagram. Or what? <laughs> it sounds like. I mean, this is the most non-ally thing. Not only ally. Like, you were talking oh, about I protective saw, husband. You You're going to stop following this person. And I need you to deactivate your Instagram. Because you well, like the post well, about a. I saw uh, Priscilla last night. The movie. What's that? Priscilla Presley and her story about with Elvis. Oh, really? Oh, oh I bet Elvis was a maniac. <laughs> her side of the story. Like, her side of the story like was. Last year, I think we got the boy, Elvis boy, friendly what version. A, boy, what an a-hole. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we got the Elvis friendly version last yeah, year. Right. This version? Not so mm. much. No. She, he, he was kind of a dominant, yes. Is this a TV show or a movie? It's a movie. movie. A movie. But where did you watch it? Streaming? No, we went to the theater. Went to the theater? Yeah. Did you go to the theater, or you just read about it? No, I know about. it. I haven't okay. seen it. Though. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. It's 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 pretty good. It's okay. I wanted to go to see the uh, Tiki Wakiti movie. Yeah, have you seen that? Well, uh, it's about one? the Samoans that tried to make the World Cup or or made the World Cup. America Samoan. America. They were awful in soccer, and he yeah. tried to uh, whoever the coach was tried. I think it may be Danish or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's his movie. That, well, it was a doc. It was a documentary. Yeah. And now they made a movie out of it. So basically it's cool runnings, but with soccer. Yes, right. Exactly. The Jamaican boxing exactly. team. Only it's supposed to be funny, too. Take a Watiti is one of my favorites. Yeah. I mean, he's the one that did. Have you ever seen What We Do in the Shadows? Yeah. Well, yeah. I've, I've watched it with you. Not the TV. The movie. Oh, no, no, no. You didn't see the movie? No. Oh, the movie is phenomenal. <laughs> the movie. He's the one responsible for uh, Flight of the Concords. And uh, he and Jermaine Clement, who is also in uh, uh, what we do in the what we do in the shadows, is a mockumentary about some vampires living in like Canada or no in New Zealand, and it is <laughs> he's one with like he. This is where I got this from. Where one of the vampires who's like a slob and all this, he goes, "Well, last week I I killed. They're having an argue. They're having a, a flat meeting because the one the one uh, they call him a." Not a fancy boy, but he's a dandy. The one who's kind of a dandy. He's like, this house is such a mess. And, you know, no one put down. You killed someone last week and you didn't even put down towels. There was blood all over the couch. And so they're talking and like, well, well I don't clean. I'm a vampire. And uh, one of them goes, well, last week I was dragging a body out and it put and it you took that out the dust with it, so I kind of cleaned. I kind of cleaned a little bit. He goes, "That's not cleaning." And so that's why I used that. Uh-huh. I kind of, oh, kind of cleaned a little bit for your wife. Yeah, the other one was the energy vampire. That's from the TV show where the guy bores you so bad that you are basically. <laughs> that's <laughs> one of the funniest things, the energy vampire. Because I've been around energy vampires. Oh, yeah, we are. all have. There are. 
the people that you just like, oh my god, it's this hurt. Like it starts to almost hurt a little bit. No, no, no. It takes the energy, all the energy, out of the room. Yeah, Yeah. there are energy vampires. Like I said, uh, remember that guy Craig Sheeman who used to be here. I don't. I I did a show with him for a week when you were in Greek. Mm -hmm. It was actually longer than that. You were in Greece for a long time for Yanni's wedding. Yeah. Oh no, I thought it was for your birthday. No, that was for, well, I was in you Greece for Yanni's long... wedding. Not, no, I went to Italy for my birthday. Okay, maybe that's what it was. So, All I know is you were gone for more than a week, and it was the longest time because this energy vampire just kept, like every show I'd leave with a dull headache. It's just, what's why just are the you, truth? Why wow. are you poor? Why are Craig you... Sheem is just sitting there. What's he doing? Why are you doing <laughs> no, that it's to him? the truth. It's the truth. <laughs> He was an energy vampire. He's just he didn't sitting there all of a sudden. Prob- bam, bam, bam. I mean, I don't think he meant to be, but for me, he was an energy vampire. Okay. All right. Uh, Dane is coming up next right here at ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. I got another one, too. So, I'll tell you off the air. Oh, right. <laughs> Craig can take it on the air, yeah. but the other guy can't <laughs> Wow. Poor Craig. Uh, I got to talk right now about HRMP. Maybe maybe Lance should talk to HRMP about, about you know, ripping uh former employees here but maybe not i don't know it depends if that's a i don't know i don't know what kind of uh transgression that is for hrmp but i do know this hrmp will take care of and they've taken care of our hr problems we've had a few here and we've had you know you have to deal with them and here's the deal is you don't know anything about hr you don't know anything about payroll either by the way you don't you don't you don't know anything about the affordable care act you don't know anything about taxes and how to do it well so you're going to have to hire somebody else to do that. Or you've got to count on people who maybe aren't now all that good at it. You know, HRP has experts in the Affordable Care Act. So they're going to help you right now take care of that business. They do it all for us, and it's all perfect every single time because uh, HRP is perfect at it. And it actually even – I remember a, year, a couple of years ago they even said, listen, even if you're not with us, just call us about the Affordable Care Act and we'll help you. I mean that's how good good guys they are. I don't know if they're still doing that, but if you're looking for somebody who can help you with the Affordable Care Act, who can help you with your taxation, who can help you with your payroll and your HR, it's all at HRP. And They'll give you choices on all your benefits packages, which the other companies don't. They make you take theirs. That's the little secret about the HR game. HRP.net, 281-880-6525 or HRP.net. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. You're back. In the Veritex Community Bank Studios with John Granado and Lance Zerline. Dana Olsen, brought to you by Chastang Ford, brought to you by HRP, and brought to you by Damaris Barbecue every week right here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Coach, what's up? Hey, man, how you doing? Did you get your uh, turkeys uh, ordered from Damaris yet? I have. I You know what? We're going out of town, but that is another thing that's right. Everybody, you've got until tomorrow to get this done, and he's still got some left. So hurry up and get over to Damaris or call. Go to the website, Damaris.com, Damaris.com, so that you can get your turkey on. It's the best. Do you get the uh, the fried? Yeah, I do the the fried. Uh, well, we get the hams, too. So, <laughs> you know, they don't just stop with the turkeys. They got the ham, too. You get all the sides as well. I think that's a little lazy if you have to order all the sides and all that. But, uh I definitely go with the fried turkey. The fried turkey is the best. Uh, it is the best. So if you're looking for the best turkey that you're going to have, it's right there at Damaris, Damaris.com, or give a call up there. Uh, okay, so, Coach, I don't know that I've seen a bigger second-quarter play than I saw on Saturday. The taunting penalty, you were right there. You were right next to her when she makes this call. What did he? What did he say and... Is there? I, I, that was the biggest swing I think I've seen this year, and in, in so early in a football game. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Uh, we we really played well in the first half. If you take two plays away, and I know this is easy to say, but if you take two plays away, I mean, we play about as good as we played all year. Um, I, I wasn't there. I was kind of I was on the other side of the the defensive coaches, so I didn't see it. Uh, they came to me and was just said, you know, they, you know, they stood over him. They didn't know if it was number twenty three or if not number twenty five. Basically, going back and looking at it, both of them kind of did it, but it was pretty emotional. They made it sound like it was like in your face, pointing, uh, yelling, all that stuff, and you know, basically, 
you know, 23, Zay Hamilton, and 25, Jamal Morris, make a good football play. They tackle a really good running back, Ollie Gordon, in the flats. They cause fourth and 16. They get emotional. They kind of look at each other and look down at him, and she immediately calls the flag. I, I don't think it was egregious. Um, you know, you, you, you play with emotion. I told him all week, you got to play with emotion. You got to play with passion. You got to love to play the game. Get excited when you make plays. Um, you, know, you can't stand over them, so they called it, and that resulted in them, uh, you know, uh, getting a first down and then going down and scoring. Uh, we still, you know, we still played good. You know, we got the ball back, we moved it down, we scored. Uh, you know, had a throwback. It's the first trick play I've ever executed properly, believe it or not. So we threw it. It was a reverse throwback to Donovan. We score. You know, we go up. You know, twenty-one to nine. Um, you know, we stop him. Um, you know, we pin him inside the five-yard line on a perfectly executed uh, pin punt. Um, you know, we blitz him. We get a safety. You know, got all the momentum in the world, and then we throw a pick, and that 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 gave them all the momentum. And I've never seen a momentum swing based on an interception, but basically they go score, and you know, we're kind of rattled. We three and out. They get a field goal, and then they got all the momentum going into halftime. So it's it's disappointing as well as we played in the first half. Just a couple of plays. You take away two plays and. You know, we're probably up 21 points going into halftime with all the momentum, and that's probably a wrap. Playing, making, having, a, I guess, just surviving and answering adversity is the key in really in sport and life. But certainly in sports, it's it's a big one to prevent momentum. And I know college football and college athletics is much more momentum oriented than professional athletics are. Uh, is there, you know, you can't call timeouts like you do to, to slow down the momentum of rolling down a hill against you like you can in basketball. What is, when you, when you've noticed that, is there anything that you can think of that can, that, that you try to do as a coach to prevent that momentum from getting out of control on you when it does start to roll downhill? Yeah. I mean, we, we, yeah, I mean, we tried to do that, um, you know, after they, after we threw that pick and, you know, Donovan's playing really, really, really good. Just the, the critical the critical error is the thing that you got to prevent, which you, you know, we did that, but, uh, um, you know, slow it down. You can, the timeouts are real. I mean, you can call a timeout as many TV timeouts as you have. I mean, I feel like that kind of takes care of itself at times, but you know, those last three minutes seem to last forever. I tried to slow things down on offense, you know, when you get the ball back and it's kind of, we got it back with, I think a minute and 30 seconds or something like that. You know, do you go fast and try to get points? Well, you better. I mean, that's the name of the game, but uh, couldn't get anything going, so just tried to slow it down. Maybe you huddle a little bit more, um, you know, and, and, and try to slow things down. But uh, they got the ball back with, I think, 30 seconds and, and you know, completed two passes and kicked a field goal. So, um, you know, they, they did put the new rule in. You can't call two timeouts in a row. Uh, so, you know, one timeout is what it is. It's either going to be 30 seconds or it's going to be four minutes based on TV, whether there's one available or not. Towards the end of that half, there wasn't one available, so we had to keep playing. Dana Holderson with us here, brought to you by Damaris Barbecue, Chesting Ford, and by HRNP on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. What did you make of Tillman's comments at the groundbreaking about you and your job? Well, I haven't heard anything to be honest with you. I don't. I don't pay attention to what's what's out there, what's being said. I have a job to do, and and, and we're going to continuously try to do that. You know, this is a this is a big week. Uh, we go to Central Florida. It's my favorite uh, time of the year. I love Thanksgiving week. It's it's all about family and food and football, and and um, have an opportunity to be able to play our twelfth game this year. That's important. Our team is excited about that. I, you know, like I said, I think we came out and played some really good football. Didn't quit in the third quarter. You know, got wore out in the third quarter, but didn't quit and got it to within six points. Had a chance there at the end against a team that I think's uh, probably going to beat BYU and go to the Big Twelve Championship this this week. So uh, we got Central Florida. It's about what we're. Uh, preparing and, you know, have a chance to go play another Big 12 football game and look forward to going there and doing that Saturday in Orlando. You talk about getting worn out. I know that was a comment that you made in the post game as well. Uh, are you, like, a lot of times that's going to happen, obviously, in the trenches. That's that's the front seven. Uh, 
where are you from a from a team standpoint, a roster standpoint? Where are you now? Where do you want to be? Uh, trenches, O line, D line, front seven, defensively. I think we've been holding up really good, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, uh, Chidozi uh, has been playing really well this well year on the D line. Jamari Caldwell, Nelson Caesar leads the Big Twelve in sacks. David Yuguebu, uh has been playing good. Uh, got, getting a really good play out of AJ Holmes, local Houston kid. Uh, we've been good. You know, chidozi has been banged up, so he wasn't out there at the end of the game, which 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 hurt us uh, trying to stop the run. Uh, Going to hurt us this week trying to stop the the run as well. Um, but for the most part, we've been holding up. You know, offensive line has had the same starting lineup uh, for ten weeks. Uh, this past week, you know, we're without our captain center Jack Freeman. Uh, he he was out. Um, our left guard was out. Our right tackle was out. So it started to catch up to us there. Um, you know, we played some young kids. Demetrius Hunter went in at center and I thought held his own and played pretty good. Uh, Max Baines went in at guard and and you know was an older kid that, that did fine. So uh, for the most part, we've been holding up, and that's the biggest area where if you start losing guys and you don't have capable people being able to go in and play, you're going to get, you're going to get wore down. That, that happened to us in the third quarter. Uh, I was just, I was proud of our kids, the way that they, they didn't fold their tent and we had a shot there in the fourth. Dan Holgerson with us here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Back to the groundbreaking you had that last week. It's not going to be very, uh, it's not going to be very advanced. How do you use that? Uh, how are you going to be able to use that this off season to get players here, and what's it what what's it going to look like, and how is it going to help the uh, program? Yeah, it's it's absolutely huge for our program. It's it's the final piece to what we need to be able to be successful in the Big Twelve. You know, I was excited yesterday. Um, went over to practice uh, at uh, got there at like three o'clock, and they had already blocked off the entire parking lot. Uh, you know, they're moving cranes in, they're moving trucks in, they're moving. You know, uh, their, their headquarters, the, 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 the trailers where they, their offices, and I got like four or five of them right there and all that. This is an enormous project. This is a $130, $150 million project that's, uh, that's gonna, they're gonna start tearing things down. I mean, that scoreboard's coming down, that upper row of, of, of stadiums coming down. Uh, and then they're going to start building it up, you know. So when we have recruiting meetings in December, recruiting dinners up in the, club level, you're going to be able to turn the lights on and you're going to see construction, you know, and so that's what moves the needle. Our, this 2025 recruiting class, which we're currently on the 2024 recruiting class, but even those guys are going to be able to see some movement. But the 2025 recruiting class, they get to move into it, you know, so here 19 months from now, which, you know, construction moves fairly quick in Houston because of weather and, um, you know, just based on the, 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 how big the city is and available workers, that sort of thing. This thing's going to move along pretty quickly. And so recruits will be able to start to see it being built, which once they start to see it being built, they get excited about it. The pictures are just pictures, but construction really moves the needle, so we're excited about that. Dana Holgerson with us here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. You know, you mentioned it, this UCF game. You win this game, and you're the best of the newbies in the conference. Does that mean something? It does, and we've talked about that. You know, I mean, there's, you know, I don't, you know, we're all going through the same thing. You know, whether it's Houston, Central Florida, Cincinnati, BYU, I mean, everybody's kind of going through the same thing. I mean, the Big 12 is just such a good conference, top to bottom, hard every week. Uh, you know, got to continue to build things and get some difference makers in here to the point to where you, you, you get the amount of wins that you're looking for and all that. But uh, I don't think it's a coincidence that, we're all sitting here kind of at the same spot, you know. So Central Florida had a huge win two weeks ago against Oklahoma State. They looked really good, you know, went to Tech and battled. They're a good team, one of the best offenses that we're going to face all year, um, you know, and playing good on defense. Uh, you know, but if we go down there and get a win, I mean, we got the best record in all four of them, you know. So that, that means something. That's motivation for us. That's what we're talking about. Uh, it's going to inspire us to go down there and play our best. Well, I want I want to get your thoughts on what you made a comment about Matthew Golden. You kind of put that out there about what was going on with kind of brought to light the stuff that happens a lot of time in the dark, where an SEC team was making a big offer to Matthew Golden. 
Did you, I assume, I don't know, did you see Matthew Golden's response on uh, Twitter that he had about he's, he's locked in and that's not what he's about and he's, you know, he's staying. I, he had a very, I thought, a very forceful, strong statement about where his loyalty lies. Did you get a chance to see that? I haven't seen that either. I've been off of Twitter for about three months now. Uh, you know, Smart. I don't. You'd be amazed at what I don't know. Um, I just. I really don't. I don't get into the social media world. Um, I just. You know, we put our head down and we just go to work. It's. It's not surprising to hear that. I think Matt's. A, he's an incredible young man. Um, Here's what you know, he said, I'm, Coach. I'll give it to you. One thousand percent committed to what we are building here at U of H. Tough times don't mean you jump ship, especially for a few dollars. We have to finish the season strong, and the only thing I'm focused on is supporting my teammates this week against Oak State. That's what he said last week. That's what he said November 15th. Yeah, that's pretty admirable. I mean, he again, it's not surprising because he's a fantastic young man that's committed to the program and, and just comes in and works his tail off every single day. He's a quiet kid. Doesn't say a lot, but his his actions are they speak pretty loud. I mean, he he's uh, he's a Houston kid, and you know he he's that's, that's awesome to hear that he's committed to the program. We appreciate that. Certainly, wish he was out there with us playing. Makes us better when he is, but unfortunately, had foot surgery last week, and he's going to be out for about two three months. So, look forward to getting him back in in January. Um, you know, when we start our off season preparation and. You know, you get him back, you get Sam Brown back, you get Manjack back, and all these young kids like, you know, like like Jonah Wilson, who made a huge play in the game uh, this past week, bright future, and then you get your quarterback back. Along with your running back, Parker Jenkins, that's a lot of weapons that are coming back, and we're just going to keep getting better. Well, um, and and for earlier, that you didn't know about, Tillman Fertitta gave you a vote of confidence, by the way, at the groundbreaking. Dan Holgerson is our football coach. He says pretty much, um, you know, we we uh, knew how tough it was going to be in the Big 12, and it's going to take some time. That's pretty much what he said. Uh, just so you know that, I, I don't know. You, <laughs> you, you didn't. I don't know. You didn't. You obviously you're not reading the Chronicle either. I'm not reading a whole lot of anything, guys. I come to work and we put the video on, and we just <laughs> try to get better, and then I make a whole bunch of recruiting calls in the meantime. Uh, you know, so. Um, you know, I, I appreciate that. You know, we got the support of the administration. I've I've known this for quite some time. I mean, I I know what's being said and all that, and that's that's fine. I mean, people can say what they want to say, but at the end of the day, we know what our job is, and there's a whole lot of work to do ahead of us, and we're going to put our head down and just keep working. That's good. All right. Well, it's a big one. Eleven o'clock Saturday, uh, taking on UCF at UCF, and the of all the newbies, you could have the best record. And that's uh, kind of a big deal. That'd be that'll be great. Well, good luck there. They're playing good football. Play your best and uh, let's bring home a win. All right, I appreciate that, guys. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody and go kids. All right, there's Dan Holgerson with us right here on ESPN 97.5 QHRP and Chastang Ford. All right, and you want to bet on that game? All right, well I got the place to do it. All right. This is a Thanksgiving special, okay? So I need you to get, this is a bonus offer, 110% deposit match up to $1,100. Deposit $1,000 and receive the full amount. The minimum deposit is around 50 bucks to receive the bonus. This bonus offer is not going to be listed on the website. It is truly an exclusive campaign for 975 listeners. You have to put in. You got to put in bet nine seven five, the biggest sports book bonus in my bookie history. So this is huge. The offer is only available until the twenty sixth, the twenty uh, uh, sixth this Sunday. Okay, the code. Okay, at on Monday eleven twenty seven, the code is going to revert to the previous offer. So you got a hundred and ten percent deposit match up to a thousand dollars. Receive the full amount. I need you to go to mybookie.ag, promo code BET975. You put this in, and you're going to get the best bonus ever, 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 ever. And this is only going to last until Sunday. So get it now. Go. Mybookie.ag, promo code BET975. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5.
Back to the Veritex Community Bank Studios and your daily distraction from the horrific reality of your very existence. Man, I didn't know it was that bad. But hey, it's John and Lance. Welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. <laughs> We're watching, uh, what is it called? What we do in the dark. What we do in the shadows. In the shadows. We're vampires. We don't put that towels. I kind of swept the hole. Uh, Rockets lose last night. Seth, Steph Curry is I expected just, it. You expected it. Yeah. 12 I mean, straight losses. We all expected it. But they did, you know, they did. They didn't just buckle. They didn't buckle. The the they hung in and and fought and clawed and tried to, you know, play the way their way back into it. They just they just don't quite have enough offensive firepower right now. Now the defensive numbers are substantially better across the board in every category. But I do feel like right now what's missing is they still if J if Jalen Green's not getting buckets, it does feel like you're really relying on Van Vliet to hit threes and Shingoon to be Shingoon. And he's almost Shingoon every single night. When's that, have you has he played a bad game this year? I don't think Alp, Alperin has played a bad game yet. No. Um no, and he's playing with pain too. Right? Yep. He's, he uh, there was he was doubtful and he puts he puts 30 on him. Uh so that that is awesome. Jalen Green was pretty telling. He played 23 minutes, Aaron Holiday played 28 minutes. That is that's eye opening right there, that and and here's the reason why Jalen was six of fifteen last night, which is pretty good for him if you want to know the truth. He's three for ten the game before, five for sixteen the game before, one for thirteen against Denver in the wind. They still won despite him going one for thirteen. He is just not shooting well. He shot seven percent from the field against Denver, seven point seven percent. That's really, really bad. I mean, he's he's had a game he had against the Lakers. He was eleven of fifteen, but for the most part, in, in New Orleans, seven of eighteen. You'll you're, you'll take that from, I, I you know that's still not even forty percent. Yeah, and you'll take you'll take that if you want to know the truth. He just has been, he just can't shoot. He's just he can't make baskets anymore. And you know what? He may, he may, he's like, hey, I didn't draft you. And you know what? You don't make baskets here. You don't play defense as well. There was against LeBron the other night. Did you see the final basket? Yeah. He just let him go. He cut off the lane. And then when LeBron got the ball, he just moved out of the way. He didn't want to be on a poster. He didn't, no, he didn't want to. Realistically, you got to challenge and even foul if you need to. I mean, I I know I'm a Jalen hater because I'm pointing out he's not. He's not playing well. When he plays well, you say he's playing well. He's not playing well. And it, I think you ain't Ime's, got no haters, you ain't popping. Well, I ain't hating on him. I'm not hating. I actually would love to see Jalen Green play well. I would love to see Jalen Green play well. That's awesome when he plays well. When he makes baskets, when he uses his athleticism, when he actually hits a three, I don't know if he ever does. If he, if, well, I mean, you're couching what you're saying because during the breaks, you sound more like this. Pathetic! You are pathetic! And I'm like, John, he's I, just a kid. It's not. It's, is that John McClain? He's no, that's some college football fan after you, Do you Georgia know that Jalen Green right now is shooting better from three than his career percentage? He's 35. This isn't terrible. He's 35.4% from three this year. His career is 34-1. It's not awful. It's not awful. I mean, the last now the last three have been one for six, two for five, two for nine. So obviously, five for twenty one is not where you want to be in his last. So on the road trip, he is less than twenty percent. Yeah, basically, or less than twenty five percent. Well, against Charlotte, he was four for eight, and Lakers, he was five for six. Well, I didn't hear you. I didn't hear any good. Yeah, you did. Did you compliment the Laker game? Absolutely, I did. Did you compliment? Absolutely, I did. You said about time. And I quote, <laughs> "Oh, I said, how awesome, man! Finally, you're maybe, starting to maybe earn your salary. Under, you know, I had a feeling maybe under Ime, he is going to turn a corner and he's mm. going to be a lot better. And people said, 
listen, and I'm not I'm not even talking about this is not from me. This is from the organization. That Jalen has to play better. Jalen did not play. Oh well he played he just doesn't even admit that he played better in the second half. How did he play better in the second half of the season? They sucked. And oh by the way, he didn't play any defense. And oh by the way, what did he no, do to help win? His defense got better. Do you think- his on ball defense is definitely better than his, he used his to be. on ball defense is better this year. No, it was last year too in the second half oh, okay. of the year. Okay. I'm not sure. No, it was. See Every metric shows it. Okay. No, but Brad Doe and those guys and Roosh, they had pieced together a lot of they showed, they pieced together plays where you could you well, could actually this see. This ain't it. coming from me. This is coming from the organization. That the one to bring James back. got to play better. Yeah, no, no, there's there's no question. But I think that it, it's going to take more than twelve games. This is not a 12-game turnaround for Jalen Green. No. This is going to take time. Last year was, I don't call last year a wasted year, but there was not a lot of jump in total improvement from from the year before to last year. But it's going to take time, and and part of that learning process is accountability. Not playing in the fourth quarter. Steven Silas had, there was no accountability. Accountability is a longer process. And this is, yes, yes. Do you think it's great for the Rockets at their backcourt, both starting backcourt players shoot under 40% from the floor? No, it's not great. It's not great. So, and I asked you this question. So maybe it's not the Eme influence. Maybe Jalen's taking on the Fred Van Fleet influence. <laughs> we, we don't shoot over 40% from the field. Because that's his, that's his thing. Once he gets in the paint, it's like, oh boy. The Rockets and their defensive effort... Is, well, his is arms a, are this long. Okay. <laughs> I mean, he's got shorts. Fred Van Vliet. No, he's not a He doesn't tr- have T-Rex arms. Yes, yeah, Fred Van Vliet has short arms. But that He's a mean- stubby guy. So he's not going to be able That's to just a- out-length guy. When he gets in the paint. No, 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 no. no. So you insulted him a little no, bit. I did. He got a little out of order. No, I'm not. I w- yeah, he, you did. He doesn't, he's not going to be. A little, he, history little tells us he can't finish. History tells us this. Well, he can't shoot, period. you a little velociraptor? No, come on. Well, he, he did is. play he for the Raptors. The ball up he did play for that it? team. He did play for the Raptors. <laughs> yes. He is. I would point – well, the the Rockets' defensive effort's great. Uh, it's really keeping them in ball games. And I asked you this question during the break. It, does it feel good when you are when you have two top three picks in the last couple drafts and neither one can score the basketball in a efficient way? Well, and, Jabari, and it ain't and now like Ahmed is known for his. Well, he ain't his playing yet, but yeah, his scoring abilities, yeah, his mean, shooting abilities. The anyway. Rockets have usually in the top of the draft, unless yeah, you're you're right, a, a center. Sweet. You're drafting offensive players, and and the Rockets haven't found that. But at least with Jabari, he's a defender, which is great. Jalen, eh, we'll see. I don't like you said, John. Where is the scoring going to come from? Thankfully, Dylan Brooks got off to a hot start because yeah. if he if he Boy, wasn't if he shooting, was, yeah, but if he was himself, yeah. <laughs> They'd be in huge trouble. Yeah, huge trouble. If right he now. were himself, <laughs> he's not. Yeah, because he's shooting threes. Like I don't know that that person doesn't really no. exist in real life. No, I don't know what that is. This is a Black Mirror episode. Like, how is this happening? Where Dylan Brooks keeps making threes, fifty percent from the floor, from from three and from the floor for Dylan Brooks. Yeah. His career three point percentage is thirty four point six percent from the field, forty one eight, and he's averaging fifty fifty. Point eight from the field and fifty from three. Yeah, I'm, uh, listen, I, 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 it's it's you know maybe it's just a little uh, learning lesson for Jalen last night. Sat the entire fourth quarter, the entire fourth quarter. You don't do that with the number two overall pick. Is sit him the entire fourth quarter. You did that with Jabari as well. Number Almost th- you know three. Chet went second. Remember? Oh yeah, three. No, 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 no. That no, was no. Jabari's. Yeah, that was Jabari. Yeah, he was number two to he was uh, two to uh, to Kate Cunningham. Kate Cunningham. Yeah, that's right. He was two, and then Jabari was two. Yeah, yeah. and and uh, Jabari as well. The third pick. You sit here. We're gonna watch this old guy, the bald guy, the, <laughs> the guy with the big bald spot playing instead of you, who shaved, who had, who shaved it down so it wasn't as obvious. Is that, that's it's how still he, obvious. Is, is that how he's described? <laughs> it's still pretty obvious. <laughs> okay. That that that, that Jeff this just in Jeff Green's. Been around a while. Uh, and, uh, Jeff, oh, and Jeff Green is playing pretty good basketball. You know how the Rockets would describe him? Champion. Not that old guy with the bald spot. Well, I mean, I really... Most recent champion, Jeff how about, Green. How about a, a potential candidate? Dude, do you know who Jeff Green played? Play- okay. Do you know who Jeff Green played for as a rookie? Don't tell him, Delph, you know. Jeff Green? You want to know how long Jeff Green's been around? He was for a rookie Seattle? for the Sonics. <laughs> That's rookie Jeff well, Green. so is Kevin Durant. 
Sonic rookie. Yeah. yeah. We forget. I mean, Kevin Durant's, he's old. Now, Jeff Green played four another, years in college. Another bald spot guy. Well, that's a Maybe a Seattle. Yeah. The Kevin Durant thing has always been amazing to me. I oh, mean, my gosh. There they are. Were they in the same? I think they're in the same draft class. I think so. As rookies, there's Jeff Green and Kevin Durant in that picture. And there's the guard that's taller than the for, the small forward. Or the, 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 the shooting guard, small forward. Um, yeah. Kevin Durant, like we talked about him. I feel like the Kevin Durant conversation is an off-air conversation. You mentioned his ball spot. There are other, there's other stuff going on there. <laughs> I'm not sure. No one's ever really been sure about because he's a man with a lot of money who, at least on the court, decides, I don't want to look, I don't want to look like I got a lot of money. Like, as far as. Yeah. What? His, the hair thing goes? As far as what? Are you doing a no, brush over or what? I don't. Ah, gosh. Just is, say, I actually don't know what you're talking you know, about. Kevin Durant, when you watch him, like yeah. you, you watch NBA culture, the fits, yeah. the hair. Kevin Durant appears to be the one who's immune to that aspect of it all. <laughs> you mean just doesn't follow it at yeah. all? Doesn't care? You I'll, say he's raggedy? I mean, I'm not going to call. Do you think I'm he's ashy? Call, well, that was one well, picture. We've seen that. That was one picture on his ankle. I don't think he's ashy all the time. I'm ashy. Well, yeah, you're. Yeah, you don't think about lotion at all. No, I don't. And John yeah. doesn't really either. And he's oh, Italian. He's gonna say, well, don't set him up like that. He's gonna do say something really stupid. Okay. Don't. No, he's I, Italian. He already knows. Olive oil. Yeah. Okay. He seeps olive oil. Yeah. Why yeah. would you set him up for that? Yeah. Okay. Hey, I'm, I'm greasy. What am I there do? it is. <laughs> there it is. Well, what is Kevin Durant? But what is? It what appears is, he doesn't care to brush his hair. Oh, is it nappy? Have you seen him? Uh-uh. Kevin Durant, for whatever reason. It oh, pe- lately, yeah. No, he's wearing a different. This is more this year. No, though. it's always been like this. Where if he's not, if he doesn't have a new cut, it appears that he doesn't care. They just do it. Like for him yeah. to ever, you know, for he him to do the brush, it doesn't appear to be oh, the case. Man, That's for Kevin Durant to ever get to that place, like most professional athletes are going to get their cuts on a regular basis. Kevin Durant just lets it go. Huh? He don't care. Me, me, and Kevin are the same way. I'm just gonna. Uh, I'm trying to find that look there. of Kevin Durant. Like, I'll I don't know. I, oh, I might go today. See, that may be something where black guys notice that more than white guys. Yeah. Where I don't really notice it as much, but you notice it a lot more. Like, man, because I've, I've had black friends talk about other guys who did, haven't been cut up. Like, you, man, you let that go. And I'm thinking, well, it's just, it's white guys, there's, it might be five weeks, yeah. six weeks. No, like, we it's not he doesn't get haircuts. I don't care if he doesn't get a haircut. Wear your hair the way you like it, but. Kevin Durant appears to be someone who doesn't care to brush his hair. Oh. And that's what stands and out. And you notice that? Yes. Oh. It's pretty obvious. Oh. We got a break. But I, how about a guy who wants to get diamonds for his wife? How about a guy who wants to get, you got your girlfriend, her, her birthday's coming up, or you want a, a really, really, really nice Christmas present for her? Well, Mark Klein is here for you. Klein's Jewelry. Dot com. 281-316-1388. Mark Klein, you can text him. You can call him on his cell phone. He will answer. You can send him a picture. He will make whatever it is. It doesn't matter. Mark Klein is just the best at jewelry. And here's the deal. He's got lab-grown, lab well, I guess lab-produced diamonds now. These lab-produced diamonds are literally a fraction and by a fraction, I mean 15%, 25% of what you'd pay for regular mined diamonds. No, these are the way to go. They are awesome, and they are going to save you a boatload of money. No one will ever, ever be able to tell the difference, and there is no difference. Weight, color, clarity, all of it. You're going to find that it is still a diamond and a wonderful diamond, and Mark Klein will take that, make it into whatever you want, pendant, diamonds, earrings, uh, bracelet, whatever it is that you want, Mark Klein can make it for you and at a better price than you're going to find anywhere else. All you got to do is go to kleinschulery.com or, like I said, 281-316-1388 or stop by one of the two locations, Woodway in Augusta and Fountain View in West Ham. You're looking for diamonds this holiday season. It's Klein's Jewelry. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5, the only sports radio on FM in Houston.